You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. My name is Matt Ham. This is Kevin Adams. We are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization uh, helping folks bridge the gap between Sundays. This is our regular weekly broadcast. Appreciate you guys jumping on. We are live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Would encourage you guys to like, subscribe, share, give us some hearts, all that kind of stuff. It helps get the word out about folks who want to have a real conversation about developing their faith and then living that out between Sundays. Um, Our corporate partners make this show possible. Very grateful for them. One of those being our good friend, Melissa Thomas, also known as Melissa the Coach. She is a speaker, uh, personal finance coach, and uh, minimalist uh, kind of instructor. She really helps people declutter their life so that they can uncover who they are and then live it out in the world. You can connect melissathecoach at gmail.com. Also, the Rising Tide team. This is a full-service real estate team representing both buyers and sellers. The market right now is phenomenal. Hearing great things from them, um, doing great things in this community and beyond. So, Kev's diving in today, man. Um, We have a really, really cool construct um, that we're going to be talking about. So let folks know where this came from and and what's going on. Well, I think uh, one of the questions that uh, I've been hearing for years just in this personal journey, but then in what we've been doing for the last maybe three, four years here together, uh, the question remains. And it's because uh, we are continuing to to want to just pour in and help people and walk with them. But that question is, how do you walk by faith? Or how do I hear from God? Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of books and ideas and videos, and it's, it's just inundated. But I just, we just want to distill it down to the most simple thing. And if you want to hear from God, you have to learn how to rely on God. Mm. And so let's talk, instead of couching it in, how do you hear from God? Uh, how do you rely on God? Mm. And have you ever actually had to? So let's say you're born into wealth and you do a great job of carrying that on. Um, You know, have you ever had to rely on God? Or let's say, you know, you've never had any kind of horrific event or struggle or minor struggle. Um, And I'm not saying people are all in that camp. I'm just saying check that. Ask that question. So we're asking that question. Do you know what it means to truly rely on God? And some people will say, well, I pray. Yeah. But that that's nothing to do. Not really. Sure. So asking that question, digging into what it means, and then beginning to um, uh, help people understand it from the ground up or heart out. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was reading an article the other day about um, these Christian folks in um, somewhere in Africa. I can't remember exactly where it was, mm-hmm. but they're being massively persecuted and killed, executed for their sure. faith. And there were 72 Christians who were standing to be executed, mm-hmm. and they're literally crying out to God sure. in that moment. Well, the the, the capture the captors all of a sudden started yelling snakes and ran out of the room and left. And these 72 people were not executed and they escaped. 
And it was just interesting to me. I mean, that that seems fanciful and way out there, but like mm-hmm. to me, that's a <laughs> when your life is on the line. And, and they're asking you to denounce your faith and you're standing on it. I mean, that is right. utter and complete reliance. Sure. So that's way one end of the extreme. Right. But how do yeah. we do that here in American culture where it's so easy to rely on yeah. all these other different things? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I guess the first thing before we get to how do you do it, what does it mean? mean. And, um, uh, you know, it's kind of a, an organic thing, it, but, it's, but it's an incremental process. Um, but but truly relying on God, I look at it as: um, Are you uh, w- willing to trade everything that you have uh, if you could hear Him speak to you all day long? Mm-hmm. So I like to put it in questions like that. Or here's another one, and this is one of our texts. Uh, it, you know, I love this question because God posed it to me years ago when I, I, I was a landlord. And uh, it's a long story, but I didn't have anything. This guy was rich. I had to follow uh, that. But but he ended up passing away. He had cancer, and I didn't know that. So what God was saying to me, and this nugget is, um, if you knew that it would save one person, what are you willing to give up? And there's a litany of things, and there's a scale there. You know, people kind of have to graduate. So the question is, would you give up a paycheck? If it would save one person. And I mean, you know this, right? It's hypothetical. But if one person is out or in because of this decision, Mm. and you have to let yourself feel this, you can't just analytically say it. Because willpower takes over and you box it in and you move on. You have to feel it. What would you do if you knew for sure that it would save one lost person? Would it be a paycheck? Would it be your home? Would it be your entire livelihood? What would you give up for that? And I, that is a great, challenging question. Yeah. Well, I think it makes you wrestle with the reality of where your heart is actually attached. That's right. And so the, the reliance on God, you know, I think if you ask modern Christian culture, say, do you rely on God? And they would go, well, yeah, I rely on God. Right. And it's coming out of this logical place. Right. But when you actually, when the rubber meets the road, what are you relying on? So right. what, what are some things that you see people relying on in place of God? So calling out the false idols, if you will, or the false yeah. security blankets, what are some things that, that people are relying on, even subtly, right. instead of the Lord? Well, I, I think that the obvious areas are, are money, finances, or, yeah. or, or resources of some sort, or even our sort of worldly identity. Like uh, I do this, or let's say you're a physician, or a, a, you know, a professional of some sort, or an you, attorney, or banker, have a great career in some area, or you can make plastic widgets. But you, you so not just the the resources that come from that, but the, be able to stand on that. Or I'm a mom of five or ten kids, or three kids, and I think we rely on that rather than it. So you got to look at what's on the throne of your heart. So it, it's not about, it's never, and this is a key right here. This is something to really, really think about. It's never about losing if you're willing to let go. Mm, yeah, that's it's about letting go or losing. You get to decide. decide. But when you let go, then God is in that. And that he's after your heart, not your stuff. Yeah. So what it does is it takes your eyes off of his hands and mm. puts them on his face. 
But that is a, you know, those are the types of questions that provoke and unseat things rather than saying, you must be this and do that. You yeah. must rely on God. How does that work? No, it's about getting into your heart and stirring that thing sure. up and letting that begin to lead. But relying on him, you know, it's, are you willing to eat from his hand? Yeah. To go closer, to grow. And you kind of got to. But you don't have to lose everything. You have to let go of everything and begin that process. Well, I even think in like Christian culture, it's like we rely on church or even our parents' faith or yeah, that's what another the, great, the pastor yeah, says. Right. Is we feel that's like good. the pastor is the intercessor between us and the Lord mm-hmm. when we actually have a relationship with him. You know, And right. we get boxed into thinking. And so the, the yeah, challenge question is, is what are, and I would actually ask folks to answer this in the comments, those that are watching this, mm-hmm. what do you think you rely on instead of God? Like what are you truly right. placing yeah. in his place? Like what you're letting something sit on the throne. Right. And if you ask these questions, like you said, get to the bottom of it. Right. What is it? Yeah. What is it? People don't like the questions. But if you read Romans 9... We've got some pretty cool people in Scripture to, to, that are models for us, especially, number one, Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but even outward, uh, just people who are not God, but they're just like us, you know, uh, people with flaws, and that Paul. Yeah. But if you read Romans 9 right there in the beginning, he said, if I could, and listen, he knew better, but he's saying it, he must mean it. If he doesn't mean it, then Scripture's all for naught. He says, if I could, I would be accursed for Christ for the sake of my brethren. Most people don't dig in to see what he's actually saying. Yeah. Paul is saying he's so in that he would give up his own relationship with the Lord if it would help uh, save his brethren. Sure. Well, that's approaching that substitutionary Jesus thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he is so given... Paul's walking dead. He's truly walking dead in this environment. But Paul was used, and he changed the world, unlike many other people. Yeah. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament by God's inspiration. But that's a great example, and that doesn't mean that's our benchmark. Sure. Um, but we can't talk ourselves out of that. Yeah. It, it, it shoots the trajectory so far uh, that we have to say, well, what in this moment... And I'm telling you, you know, I'd, I'd give up my life for, for some people, especially my family and, and close, but not my soul. I ain't mm-hmm. giving that up for anybody. And, and I don't know anybody that would. Right. So it really puts this in perspective. Sure. It, it presses you to a different level of, of understanding. You know, we were, Kevin, we've started a, a great group study through, um, you know, the Life Center, mm-hmm. um, walking through the spiritual cleanse, which is yeah. a really powerful um, right. course that, you, that you've written. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and these conversations have been so ripe because people are so hungry for this because yeah. it's beyond where most conversations are. Right. And it's moving to that different level, that level of sonship and driving into affection versus right. obedience. And anyway, yes. um, but what's beautiful about it is is this, this concept of the Bible. Like, it's become so familiar to a yes. Christian people That's right. where it's just like, oh, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should not <laughs> right. you know, but have eternal life. Right. We, we glaze over it yeah. and don't understand God's love was so profound right. that he gave up his most precious possession. Yeah, for us. Yes, and, and so we don't feel these things. We got to feel them. That's when you watch the Passion movie, you weep, or you did the first time you saw it, 
Why is that? What's the difference between that and reading scripture? Well, the difference is you take it into your heart. You have to slow down and engage it. Yeah. And and chew it like steak or whatever your thing is, and you experience the word. And then we teach it. We have a whole process of teaching how to feel the word. But that's exactly what has to happen. You have to let God into your heart. Well, people are so busy guarding their heart from Him. Yeah. And letting the world in. Oh, yeah. So one what a simple great word. technique is to remember, you know, I, I call it the flapper or the lid. Man, you got to close that thing off. Let stuff pass through your mind, and that's fine. Acknowledge that that sucks. Yes. <laughs> and you move on. You, you turn your focus back to God. Now you let your heart engage Him. Yeah. And you can feel it. Well, too many mantras have been thrown out there of, yeah, well, you can't be led by emotions. Well, you know, we said this last podcast... It's, it is not that. That is just some brushstroke subtlety that gets watered down. We do have to have emotion. You can't follow the fruits of the Spirit without it. Yeah. They're chock full of it, rife with emotions. You have to feel. Yes. But what God doesn't want us is to, is to be led by negative emotions, emotions, things that are detrimental, fear and anger, anger. and frustration yes. and jealousy. Well, yes. So it's, it's more about the, the negative but joy, there's no limit on. on that. Faith, there's, I mean, there's no moderation here. Yeah, come on. You know, you don't, you, your children, uh, you don't, you're not moderate in your love for them. Right. He's, he's not moderate in he his love for us. us. Amen. So we, but we've got to slow down, go there, and quit looking at all this stuff. Yeah. But that takes time, and there's an incremental process which we can talk about. Well, that's the practice, guys. We're talking today about what does it mean to truly rely on God. This is Wake Up Our Faith, our weekly broadcast. We're going to take a short break and be back for more right after this. Hey, this is Matt Ham, one of the co-founders of Uprint, and I wanted to let you know about the Portable Faith Community. Wake Up My Faith is a content-rich, portable community that helps you effectively live out your faith on a daily basis. By removing the common obstacles of too little time and missed opportunity, the Uprint team now makes it incredibly simple to wake up your faith each day in a high-quality way. We offer three membership options to help you get plugged in right where you are, as well as high-quality courses and one-to-one mentoring. Go to wakeupmyfaith.com to learn more. That's www.wakeupmyfaith.com. Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith, the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, we are the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization. Also, um, the Life Center, the Uprint Life Center, which is an um, innovative charitable movement that we have um, begun here in Wilmington, really helping eradicate spiritual poverty by removing obstacles. Um, in our next segment, we're going to dive in more about the work that we are seeing uh, God do the work that we are participating in here in the city and let you folks know how you can get involved in that. But for right now, we are talking about the powerful concept of what does it mean to truly rely on God and getting rid of the excuses and the subtleties that so often kind of dominate our, our thinking. Uh, before we dive in, I want to recognize our corporate partners, one of those being Freeman Landscaping, the largest privately owned landscaping and irrigation firm in southeastern North Carolina, 910-796-1166. Also, Physical Therapy Services of Wilmington. 
ptservicesofwilmington.com on the web. Family owned and operated since 1983. If you have any physical therapy needs, you can call them at 910-763-8286. So Kevin, um, you're talking about this process of what it means to truly begin to rely on God Mm -hmm. and navigate by that compass of the Spirit and getting into that place where that is the mode. I'm not relying on my wisdom or my strength or my understanding or my church or my, you know, yeah. money or any of that crap. Right. All of that stuff is dropped at the feet of Jesus, right. and I'm saying, hey, I'm reliant completely on you mm-hmm. to develop me and then to send me out yeah. into the world. Yeah. So let's talk about the the idea of loss versus letting go. Um, it, it's like salt and sugar in a jar on a table. They look similar, um, but they're completely different. Uh, the rich young ruler was not about loss. It was about letting go. No. And he wouldn't do it because he was in that mindset. Um, and it wasn't a bad guy. Just didn't understand this. And so Jesus led and he didn't follow. Mm. And that's tragic and that happens every day. So the difference between loss and let go, I remember, uh, you know, <laughs> it's funny, people, and I've been dealing with this for a long time because people don't take the time to understand, but... But even, you know, not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, we, we had a, an event and, you know, someone you knew uh, was asking, how did it go? And then someone else in your office said, yeah, it went great if you want to lose everything. Mm. Because we were pouring out this all-in kind of thought process. It's not, people, are, they have one foot in and one foot out or they're tapping their foot in the water. Well, we're not here to beat you up or, or, or even say we, we get it. We're saying we're in this together. Do you believe? If you do, is he smarter? If he is smarter, is he more powerful? And, and like you can carry this out logically, and you cannot win this argument. So if he is God, you have to remember that, and remember that he made you, and he didn't make a mistake. You see, all this begins to work together. So we have to get past, thank you, Jesus, for dying for me, and say, thank you, Lord, for being raised again and making me like you. Now I got work to do. Let me go do it. So that process is about letting go of everything. But if you don't do that, God loves us so much that you will face some suffering and some loss. Mm-hmm. And that's what my experience was. Yeah. So by volunteering incrementally, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, God steps right into that. Think about it as water being poured into the cracks, mm-hmm. and it just goes. And it's good. So it's about yielding to Him gently rather than... Oh no, I don't want to talk about that because he might make me do it. That's yeah. fear. That's not Absolutely. God. You don't do that to your kids. Absolutely. But we think he's like that, and he's not. Well, you know, one of the things the Lord was was hitting me with uh, when I was I was driving this past weekend and um, in a few conversations um, on the phone with people, uh, I basically I just heard the phrase: fear often masquerades as wisdom. Yeah. And and we use these common cliches in culture and right. say, it's probably wise not to yeah. da da da. No, right. you're afraid right. of stepping all in That's right. to a good God because you don't have a true picture of who yeah. he is. And so the revelation for folks is understanding the depths of who God is and how much he loves you right. and that you're invaluable to him. That's right. And so what else would you want a relationship with and what else would you want to rely on? Yeah. And it offends the mind. It does. And the understanding. And thank God it does because it's the only thing that will unseat it. You know, fear of everything but the Lord is worldly wisdom. I mean, think about that. Uh, it's another way of saying what you just said. 
the only thing God tells us to fear is him. Everything else, perfect love casts it out. So fear is a huge pathway. When you add strongholds and trauma and wounds into that, you know, the, the enemy has us locked up, welded tight, bolted down, and this is what we do until we, we're gone. Mm-hmm. Instead of, who are you underneath? Right. And then plugging back in things. It's kind of like this, this model... Uh, and I'm going to be careful here because I, I know there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good good uh, Sunday congregational stuff going on and great people. It's never about the people. It's, it's we're always uh, about unseating the the mechanics and the bureaucracy of it, which which kind of creep in and, and, and turn it the wrong way. But um, it's it you know it, how many people have felt like well this is all there is for me to be or do. In that environment, mm-hmm. you can greet, you can go mission work, you can, you know, run uh, the nursery, run the nursery, and those aren't bad. Usher. We're talking about things that are needed and important. But what the real global universal body of, of believers looks like is it's based on geography, cities. Okay, so I'm using this to try to explain something, not beat anybody up. Or say don't worship on Sunday. You should, you know. But, but the point is, is uh, when when you when what we're teaching people to do is understand who they are because God made that, and that blesses people. It satisfies their soul, and He's glorified. That's the church in action, forwarding the kingdom. So now we can bring not what we have, just what we have, but who we are, and and that's what's needed. Yes. And it's not boxed into some little thing over here and, and up under something that doesn't necessarily have leadership in it. Yeah. So we're saying, all good, do what you do on Sunday. God loves corporate worship, the Lord's Supper, equipping. It's all wonderful. Go do it. But really think about the universal body and who you are. And that's what's needed in your community. And unless God made an accident or a mistake, and he doesn't, he right. didn't. So you can't get out of this. So the obedience is to step into it. And guess what? It's exciting. What stops it? Fear. Yeah. Like you said. And then we call it wisdom so we can be, feel better about ourselves. Feel better and, and keep going. It's a big old yeah, but. So learning how to let go of all of that is, is how this works. And we, we can see people in history who've done that and they've changed the world. They've led uh, things and, and incredible people. Uh, so letting go is the answer, not loss. But if you aren't willing to let go incrementally, uh, God loves us so much that, uh, yeah, he will make our own will a wilderness. Yeah. Uh, Potentially. Well, you know, for me, it's really profound to consider the concept of compartmentalization. And we've talked about that on the show often. Mm -hmm. And what we do inadvertently is we box our life into Mm -hmm. this is my faith, Mm 
This is my business. This is my health. This is my family. And I'm trying to manage the boxes. So you're not relying on God. You're relying on these different structures that have been placed out there. And so you're wondering, well, why do I not hear from God? Why am I frustrated? Why do I feel like I'm void of purpose? It's because you're relying upon a compartmentalized structure of your life instead of this is the Lord's temple, me, this is where he dwells, Mm -hmm. and wherever I go, I'm connected with him, and I just live that out into the world. There's no template. Yeah, and so that that part is deconstructing the boxes that we've built and the compartmentalization of our lives is so important for folks to get beyond that. The greatest compartmentalizers or people that uh, do that are serial killers. And I'm being real blunt about it. You carry that out to its end result, the best people at that are yeah. people who can completely <laughs> box. You listen to those guys yeah. or whoever they are. I mean, it, I'm not, it sounds ugly. It is. But that's, it's humanism. It leads, it doesn't lead anywhere. It's, it's always saying, and we're smarter than God. We are more powerful. Like people that say, you know, the, the word's tainted by man. Well, that's like saying he couldn't do, he couldn't make a book. He spoke the world into existence, but he can't make a book, say what he wants, yeah. despite us. We can't sidetrack God. So we got to get to that point. Yep, that root. Back to that in our heart and go, oh my gosh, he loves us just like we love our kids, but even more, and start there. And then let your heart kind of blossom into letting go of these things. Now, the way that, that I teach it, especially in the mentoring environment, uh, is uh, this, this, and I, I know we're getting short on time here, but, but think about it this way. People want to, uh, are willing to let go of little things, but we are teaching, uh, it's not about letting go of little things, it's about letting go of everything in little moments. Okay. Think it through. You got to go there. You got to let go of everything in small moments. You have to disengage. Give it all back to God. And what He does, lay it down at the altar, and He brings it back to you, what you're supposed to have. And it's always the good things, but it keeps us removed from the things that we think are our identity. Yeah. So remember that it's not about letting go of little things. Like, how much time am I spending here boxing things in? I'm going to let go of that. If I let go of that, I can do that. It's about letting go of everything in little moments. Mm. Take some time during the week and let go of everything. Good things, difficult things, all of it. See it gone. Give it back to God and let Him give it back to you. And that puts Him back in the driver's seat. Yeah. It's that idea of that surrender. It's just that going back to that right. place of just yeah. refresh, reset, just yeah. hit the reset button. It's all laid down. Right. He gives it back to you and go. And what a great um, concept. Because you can constantly live in that mode then. That's you, right. You get into that place where that's just how you live. You want to hear from God, you got to learn how to rely on Him. You want to, What is relying on Him? Looks, it's like letting go. Or you will lose. Yes. It's better to let go. And, but the way to let go is you let go of everything in moments. Yes. In moments. And you, the more you engage that, the less engaged with the world you are, then mm. you can be a vessel to pour into the world. Yeah. So there great, we go. Great stuff today, man. Powerful, powerful. Um, don't go anywhere. We're coming back for the second segment, Wake Up Our Faith. 
right at, in business right after this.